and removed the tiara, handing it to one of the male attendants. Well, happy birthday, Mrs. Washington. What's it like to be 100 years old? More fun turning 18. I'd expected to be interviewing a drooling apparition. So far, the only one doing any drooling was myself. One of the partygoers was kind of attractive. Auburn-haired, 30-ish, seamlessly fitted into lime-green capris and precariously perched on three-inch heels. There were moments I thought my drooling days were past me, not because of my age, nudging forty, but just because everything was past me, all the good stuff. And didn't women constitute good? Belinda lifted a skeletal hand. I miss things, she said. For a moment... I thought she was referring to things getting past her. Conversations, names, dates. She wasn't. People have gone and died on me, she said, and she smiled wistfully. Belinda was black, a true rarity in Littleton. Latinos, yes, blacks virtually non-existent. Deep black, like ebony. She beckoned me with one of her gnarled ancient hands, I wondered what had gained me this special privilege. Probably no one ever talked to her anymore, I thought. People have gone and died on me, she repeated. But one, he came back. My son. Your son? Really? Where did he come back from? Huh? Told you. He passed on long time ago. But he came back to say he forgive me. Oh. Okay. I was tempted to ask what she'd done that needed forgiveness, but really, what was the point? Looked old as me, Belinda said. Your son? Yeah, he looked sickly. I said, that's too bad. Belinda laughed, a soft, knowing laugh. I changed the subject. I asked her how long she'd been a guest of the home, where was she born, what was her secret to longevity, all the harmless questions you learn in high school journalism. I avoided asking her what family she had left, since, with the possible exception of her dead son, none had bothered to show. After a while, I became cognizant of the smell permeating the room, stale and medicinal. It became impossible to ignore the ugly stains in the linoleum floor, the melanoma-like cigarette burns in the lopsided card table. I felt like leaving. Mr. Birdwell snapped a picture of Belinda enclosed in a gleaming thicket of wheelchairs and walkers. I stuck my hand in and said bye. One more, Mr. Birdwell said, and this time I want to see a smile on our birthday girl. The birthday girl ignored him. Evidently, she wasn't in a smiling mood. Instead, she grabbed my hand and squeezed tight. You a nice fella, she said. Her skin felt ice cold. We had a terrible accident just outside town. That's what Hinch's secretary said. It's a measure of fast approaching my second anniversary in this town that when Norma said we, I thought we. It was official. Tom Valet, one-time denizen of fashionable New York City, had become a true Littletonian. 
What kind of accident, I asked her. A smash-up on 45, she said. A goddamn fireball. The sheriff had just phoned in the news, assuming Hinch might be interested in a gory car crash. If it bleeds, it leads, and all that. Hinch was currently at lunch. The other feature reporter, Mary Beth, was on maternity leave. There was an intern on summer break from Pepperdine, but he was nowhere to be seen. Maybe I should go cover it. Norma shrugged her shoulders. This time I took a camera. Norma was right about the fireball. The car was still smoldering. It looked like a hunk of charcoal that had fallen out of the backyard grill. A fire engine, sheriff's car, and ambulance were parked by the side of the two-lane highway. Another car was present, a green sable. Its front fender was completely crumpled. A man I assumed to be the driver, leaning against the side door with his head in his hands. Sheriff Swenson called me over. Hey, Lucas, he said. The Lucas was for Lucas McCain, the character played by Chuck Connors in The Rifleman. After The Rifleman, Chuck moved on to a series called Branded, where he played a Union soldier who'd allegedly fled from the Battle of Bull Run and was forever after branded a coward. He drifted from town to town where, despite selfless acts of heroism, someone always discovered his true identity. You might imagine that it'd be hard to do in the Old West. Not in the New West. Sheriff Swenson had Googled me. He couldn't recall the character's name in Branded, so he called me Lucas. It was better than a liar. Hello, Sheriff. Sheriff Swenson had a square jaw, bristle cut.